everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts... Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Cultum Collective Podcast. Yes, me and the boys have headed into the studio, and we're sitting down. I'm in the captain's chair, of course, for a very special show. Mike, are you there? I'm here at Tactical. Ah, yes, yes. And uh, Dave AC, you're wearing a red shirt, I see. Today is a good day to die. <laughs> Careful, it may come true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, we've dropped a few hints, but uh, we're going to get right on into it and engage with our main topic. Aha! Yes. Make it so. <laughs> we have a special guest with us today uh, who's doing some very special things. We'll be talking in a moment to Houston Huddleston, who's heading up uh, the restoration project for the Starship, the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. Uh, and I'll bring him in now. Uh, hang on, I'll just uh, tap on these controls and. Uh... Welcome, Mr. Huddleston. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> Welcome. Um, why is one ear um, attached to your thigh? Oh, sorry, wrong controls. All right, as I said, enough Star Trek jokes. Um, I don't get any of them, actually. No. I, no. <laughs> it's, it's just my humor. A lot of people don't get my jokes. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I, I guess we'll start at the beginning. Uh, you somehow came across, just lying by the side of the road, a bridge of the Enterprise. Yes, uh, that, that's exactly how it happened, too. I, uh, no, actually, uh, the long and the short of it, I was, uh, working above a company that, uh, there were several people who worked for Paramount and they were dealing with the, uh, various aspects of Star Trek and, uh, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really keep up with it much. I just would, when they tell me about certain things, I was, oh, cool. Wow. This and that. And one of the guys said one day he was leaving and I, said, darn, I'll never get to turn my living room into the bridge of the Enterprise. And he said, be careful what you wish for. And I said, huh? What? And he took me to this warehouse where that Paramount had uh, been keeping a lot of their props things over the years and for various exhibitions and blah, blah, blah. 
there was an entire D-bridge sitting there outside, outside of the warehouse, not even inside. And it sitting out in the rain and the weather and all this uncovered uh, for five years, at least five years. Wow. And it was sickening to me. I, I saw... I, I walked. I couldn't believe what I saw. Number one, there were these huge fiberglass and metal pieces, and then I saw the the captain's chair sitting there with a ripped up the back, and there were other various pieces I recognized. I they were at weird angles, so I wasn't so much of a geek expert that I could tell what everything was, but I knew certainly the like wharfs tactical horseshoe station and i recognize certain pieces like that and i said what can be done about this what and he said well uh he said let me uh, introduce you to the warehouse owners and blah blah blah." this went on for at least a year of my trying to schmooze and trying to find out from cbs if this was legal and while all this was happening the vegas tour was had closed and I didn't know really what, what was going on with that because there were rumors of a second inter, a second uh, experience being built in Vegas, which, as you probably know, didn't happen. Right. I had heard they were moving it further down the strip to uh, – I can't remember what the name of that – there's an area down there. I was, I was yeah, kind of following it for a Fremont. while. Right. Fremont, yeah, Fremont. That's it. Because um, I've actually – I've been to the experience twice. Um, once my wife took me there for our anniversary. Gotta love that woman. Uh, <laughs> now that's a keeper. That's that one's yeah. a keeper. Yeah, and um, she 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 said that because we had a weekend pass to it. She goes, "Well, you better go through it today because it was our last day." I went through it, I think, ten times. Uh, wow. And then I took my dad to it as well. Uh, it was the last run through that night, and so yeah, it was great to go. Well, the thing is, from what I heard, because I asked about what really happened, and. People said things they shouldn't have said. People lied. People – it was wishful thinking. It was – there was a lot of, of – uh, I don't know if it was malicious, but there were a lot of uh, – there was a lot of misinformation going on at that time. And the fans just wanted to believe, you know, the good stuff. Um, and But it, it turned out that the bridge that they had built in the Hilton, which isn't even called the Hilton anymore. It's called the H – LV or something like that, mm. uh, hotel, Las Vegas hotel or something like that. Um, it was completely immovable. It, there was no way to take it out. It was built to stay, and I actually ended up going to the – who was it? It was PropWorks did a thing before they did the auction. They had a big auction a few years ago. And they had like a warehouse sale, just getting rid of the huge pieces that they didn't know what to do with. And they just wanted to clear stuff out. So I went down to that and I saw the ceiling. And I said, wow, okay, let me, I'll just take a little piece of this. One little piece, which was like maybe a foot, weighed like 20 pounds. Because it was all, that whole ceiling, it was all real wood, real thick wood. And there it was it was made to order and there even if they if that ha- Fremont thing had happened it still wouldn't have they'd still have had to build it pretty much from scratch right. um, I went down there I picked up the pieces very very cheaply that I knew I didn't have for this and this is before I had the actual bridge I just forward thinking I knew that if I went to Vegas 
and I got that stuff, I'd never see it again. Right. You know, there'd just be no way. Uh, or it would be way down the line in some auction for some outrageous price or all that. So I got uh, Troy's chair, and I got Riker's chair, and I got Data's chair and computer console. And I got a few of the walls. There were those six walls, three on the left, three on the right, that have the Elkars panels and the red mm. alert glass things in the middle. Right. I got those, and that was it. Yeah. Everything else I have was from that warehouse that I was telling you about. And let me tell you, too, because there was some misinformation from the get-go that I had the original set. There is no original set. That was right. – the original TV show set was – blown up for uh, generations. generations. I'd seen a couple of things. Well, one, I think one was that, and the other was that you had the Las Vegas set. Um, that was misinformation, too. I have right. some pieces from Las Vegas, but right. the bulk of what I have was made in the late 90s, like 98, the best that I can tell. And it was made by Paramount when they no longer had a set, and they wanted something to display. And apparently they put it on display in Hollywood for a short time. Uh, some girl told me that and I've yet to see pictures though, Right. but, and then they moved it to Hyde Park in London for the Star Trek world tour. I think it was called. Um, so that's where I think that they might've, it might've been in Germany as well, but I can't verify that. Uh, again, I, I honestly don't really care to a certain extent. Uh, degree of the lineage because I'm just so thrilled to have what I have. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I didn't get it to try to get a certificate of authenticity uh, to resell it or do an auction or this. Michael Kuda told me this is the one he worked on. Uh, Herman Zimmerman told me this is the one he worked on. So if I don't believe those cats, <laughs> you know, I mean, who are you gonna believe? Uh, so yeah, I. I eventually worked it out with those warehouse guys, and they they told me literally a week before they were going to destroy it that, uh, look, you know, either you get it or the dumpster gets it, wow. and we, we scrap, we pull the scrap metal and destroy the rest, and that's it. Yeah. So I said, well, I have no money, you know, I I don't have uh, numerous thousands to do, the, and they said, look, just do the shipping. Pay us what it's going to cost, and it was a lot. The shipping was a oh, lot because imagine. it was a moving van and a half plus three guys. That's how much. That's how huge this bridge is. Um, and they initially moved it all to my backyard, and you can probably see the pictures still. Yeah, if if uh, for those of you listening, if you go to uh, uh, the Facebook page, uh, which is if you look up, Enter- I think it's uh, Facebook.com/slash/EnterpriseRestoration. Uh, you'll see. There are also a lot of photos there. on the. I was going to say there are also a lot of photos on our uh, website, uh, right. newstarship.com. Yep, and also the uh, Indiegogo site, but we'll get to that in a minute because there's ways that you can help Houston out. But as I said, yeah, we'll get to those. Now, you had to. I'm sure you had to go through, jump through a lot of hoops with um, with Paramount and the like. To get this now, the thing that I've seen, of course, that people have been asking on, on message boards and stuff is, surely if they were throwing it out, they wouldn't have a problem. But I suppose it becomes a problem when you say, "I want to restore and display it." <laughs> That's totally it. Um, I'll be very honest. They, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that what I was doing was legal because no matter who's telling you what, 
if you don't get something, if, even if you can't get it in writing, if you can get it word of mouth from the person and, and okay, the source and all this stuff. And the first thing I did was call CBS uh, licensing because CBS owns everything for the television show. They they own the merchandising, they own all that stuff. For all the movies, it's Paramount. That was a mistake that I made, and a lot of people made. But that's that's pretty much the way it is. Um, and then Roddenberry has a sweet deal that Gene did in the '70s, apparently, or possibly late '60s, where he could make any replicas he wanted, and that's why you see all these wonderful, really beautiful replicas on Roddenberry.com of the uh, chairs and various phasers and all this. And that's how he gets by with it. But everybody else has to go through CBS. And I called and I said, look, you know, what are your feelings towards the props that they're selling at Vegas, the Vegas show and the so-and-so? And they didn't give a crap. They said, that's over and done with. We don't care. Uh, that's, uh, you know, those are just, that's, that's, their, that was their license of those people who licensed it, and it's over and done with. But if you try to make money on it, we care. <laughs> um, so I knew that despite all the people saying, you got a gold mine, blah, 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 blah. well, I've got something actually much bigger and much more complex than that because I didn't buy it to auction it. Right. I didn't buy it to sell it. And as much as I would have loved to have turned my living room to the bridge of the Enterprise, my whole house isn't that big. Uh, so it's basically you, you build it and then you build a roof around it and that, there's your, your set. <laughs> um, but that said, I spoke to them and that's what they told me. And I made our organization to restore this as a nonprofit one. And it actually is called the New Starship Foundation. And every any funds that are made by it to restore the thing are all tax deductible and everything else. Uh, yeah. And can can I ask? Did you get any when you got the parts? I mean, I'm sure there are lots of books out there from over the years of Star Trek with with lots of specifications and diagrams. But did you actually get any paperwork on the actual you know dimensions and things like that from them, or have you had to research that? Oh. Uh, CBS and Paramount have given me nothing. I, I've huh. uh, that, I mean, that they didn't give me a cease and desist letter. I'm very pleased. But no, they also didn't give me any blueprints or anything. But uh, I have been trying to keep abreast and keep in touch with them. Uh, I I said, look, if we've done anything wrong, I'll tell you tr the truth. For the first two and a half weeks, I was making phone calls and I was making emails and trying to get somebody to just to talk to over there, either Paramount or CBS. And I I got Zilcho. No one returned my phone call. No one returned my email. And then finally, I reached uh, a uh, head of apparently she was the absolute head of uh, CBS merchandise in New York and she's the one and I met her before because she, my father uh, wrote songs at Disney and so she knew of my father and she knew of me because she's the first one I'd spoken to she's a lovely lady uh, great you know supporter and everything and she said I'm not pleased with you doing this and this and this and I said we won't do it again simple as that we didn't know we hadn't heard from anyone we were all just flying by the absolute seat of our pants and 
honest to God, none of us, I said this in the video, and it's the truth, none of us expected this to explode like it has. Uh, I posted the night of the Vegas convention for Star Trek, the creation convention. I said, you know what, I'm going to restore my Bridge of the Enterprise because I can't sell it and there's no millionaire I know who would want to blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to restore it and I... And two days later, Sci-Fi Channel did a thing. SFX Magazine did a thing. All of these, and it just went from there. Uh, uh, Ain't it cool news? Uh, uh, what I can't remember his name. Engadget. Uh, Engadget uh, did a great Ooh, thing. Yes, I think I that's where that. we picked up on it. Was when Engadget did it, and I had seen the art. Somebody, a friend of mine on Facebook, had posted it, and that's when I got in contact with you. Unfortunately, it's now taken us another, you know month to sit down and be able to do this mainly because of me <laughs> well also in gadget they're great great guys they've been so helpful and so supportive and they just did a uh, new article about us or at least it's going to be uh where they came over and they were here when roddenberry uh people came over actually right and now, that's, that's the interesting thing is that um, we were supposed to do this interview last week but uh, you were tied up getting prepared <laughs> which was which yeah. impressed me. You, I mean, you you couldn't have had a better excuse for not being available last week. <laughs> when he says, "Well, I've got a meeting with the Roddenberrys tomorrow," <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, well, sounds, you get a pass." <laughs> yeah, it it sounds like uh, horse dung, but it actually that was the big meeting that we'd actually set up two weeks prior, and uh, I had met I've met Rod. Uh, Gene's son over the years throughout you know the years off and on because we had mutual friends and I saw Rod two days before our meeting at the bar at the uh, in the lobby of the Hollywood I can't remember what it's called it's the Hollywood Wilshire no anyway um, it, it was where they had the, the big party for are you sure you didn't meet him on Quark's bar in Deep Space Nine I mean that'd I be much more that. Believable. Ah, more Star Trek gigs. <laughs> I, I would have loved that, though. Did you go? Did any of you attend Quark's Bar at uh, the Vegas yes. experience? Yes. Oh, that was that was such a great place. That was oh. so well thought out. I love that. I, I love that. The the entire thing was just, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, we're you know we're fulfilling a a uh, a need for not just Star Trek fans but just sci-fi fans in general this is something so special and so completely unique that we want to make it the best we possibly can and do it for the right reasons and you know but no i going back to yeah. uh, rod i i i talked to him and i hadn't talked to him since vegas and a lot had happened in those 3 weeks or 2 weeks or whatever it was and I told him that we were not just restoring it as like a geek fanboy dream to sit in there. He, I'm on the bridge of the Enterprise, you know. Um, but we could also do the whole thing's going to be interactive. All of those touch, all those screen, all those computers will actually be touch screen computers. They will all interact with each other, so you could actually control the bridge. So that you'd go to Red Alert, things would appear on the screen. You could attack. Uh, Romulans, you could, you know, this sort of thing, um, to make it actually an interactive simulator video game type thing. And the closest thing I could think of was uh, uh, the Star Tours in in Disneyland. Right. 
But the one thing we can't do, we cannot put this on a pallet. Number one, it would be too massive. And number two, we can't afford it. And number three, that ceiling is, uh, it has to be held up on on rods. So it's too heavy and too fragile to go screwing around with something like that. But with subwoofers and with the whole immersive experience, you don't really need it. You don't need to be shaken around right. in those chairs. Um, and plus the educational thing. that The whole idea of turning this into an educational platform to bring a classroom of kids in there and have something, say, hosted by Leonard Nimoy, where you're, you're in space dock, and then the kids at those control at those controls would punch in the coordinates would and we'd make it simplified we wouldn't make it all so techy elcar system that only uh, someone who's been studying it for two years would be able to work it you know but you push this button and you work this and then suddenly you'd be sitting there and on the screen you'd you'd feel the shaking the rumble of thing and you'd travel to those through warp speed to say mars and you'd learn about how Mars was so and so, or you'd go through a wormhole, and then you'd learn, you'd go back in the time, and you'd learn about this and that. My God, I would love that. You know, right. forget the kids, throw the kids out of there. I just want to sit there and do that with Leonard Nimoy narrating it or something. Yeah. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Right. I mean, I feel sorry for the first kid who comes on board. I mean, you can hear the captain saying it now, can't you? Get that kid off my bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, "Wouldn't it be uh, genius to uh, to to have the prince and Kate on our bridge? Oh, you know, yeah. and have them. And you know, I've seen them visit weirder spots. You know, <laughs> and sure. I would think it would be a real uh, sort of upper class distinction to visit the bridge of the Enterprise and have him sit in the captain's chair and all that. You know, uh, that would be so much fun. But it would have to be in the right venue, in the right spot, Hollywood, California, or, or some big city to make something like that happen. Right. Um, but yeah, it's the sky is truly the limit on this. And we're just trying to do it the right way so we don't screw up. And we uh, surround ourselves with genius people, which thankfully we have. Well, I absolutely admire your your foresight, your uh, planning and, uh, and enthusiasm. That comes across really well. But the one thing I can't believe is the timescale. I watched your video avidly, watched a couple of times, and uh, you're talking about one year to get something really together. I know, I know you're working with... Um, uh, Wars console, isn't it, first, and so on. But, I mean, this must be a three- to five-year plan, surely, not a one-year plan. No, no, no. I uh, I based that upon... There was a company called... Hmm, I think they were called Show Ready, and they had recreated the original series bridge. And once they started, they built it under three months. And that was from scratch. Um, yeah, but we, that had no bloody A, no bloody B, or bloody C, didn't it? <laughs> uh, it never stopped. It never stopped, really. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the, the difference is we have like 90% of the set already built. Yeah. It's what – it has to be put together. It has to be certainly repaired and painted and the fiberglass. There's some cracks uh, like – not cracks. There are like uh, ends that have been dented and all that sort of thing. There, there are certainly repairs, but 
once we get, thankfully we'll get enough money and through the support we're getting through a lot of the companies and certainly the people from original series, next gen, all not just Star Trek people. I mean, uh, Ronald D. Moore uh, emailed me two weeks ago and I almost had a heart attack. I thought it was <laughs> fake, actually. And saying, what can I do to help? How can I help? I said, wow, okay. Uh, well, um, let me get back to you. <laughs> um, you know, these sort of people, from that you have the Battlestar people, I've known Summer Glau for a few years, and Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, Summer well. with all the uh, with Joss. I, I met Joss too. He's a he's as lovely and wonderful as he seems, and I know he'll just geek all over this. And so from Joss, you've got the Buffy people, you've got the yeah. uh, Firefly people, you've got the Dollhouse people, you've got you know. So it just it's. I, I got to tell you this story. This is amazed me. I went to the Stanley's Comic Kazi in uh, it was this weekend in in uh, L.A. in uh, yeah Los Angeles, and I I went up to two people. I I couldn't find uh, Kevin Smith. I could not find him. He was roaming around somewhere there, and I couldn't find Stanley because all the crowds were around him. But mm. I saw Felicia Day, and uh, she. You know, the lovely, adorable Felicia Day from, of course, Dollhouse, Buffy, uh, and, of course, Guild, her own series. And I said, hi, uh, I'm Houston. I've, I've got the – and she saw the picture of the card. I said, we're restoring the – she goes, I know who you guys are. I said, really? She goes, yeah, we were talking about it in the office the other day. It's so cool. It's so awesome what you guys are doing, you know. And, yeah, I'm sorry we haven't gotten, you know, back to you or done – you know, we, we'd love to – you know, any – Oh my God! Really? <laughs> uh, that uh, you know that that amazes me. And the same uh, Seth Green I ran into. Oh, I actually, brilliant, brilliant. I met his wife first. His wife was there, and I didn't know who she was. And I was just talking, and then I saw to my left uh, she hugged and kissed Seth, and I said, "Oh, okay." Um, <laughs> and apparently he had heard of it too, and. I'm I'm amazed. I'm truly amazed because we really haven't. The only people we've reached out to cast-wise have been the original series people, and we still haven't heard back. But right. there may be a very good reason for that, uh, other than you know they're they're all just hating me for no apparent reason. Um, <laughs> the they're all you know they're they're so close to this, and career-wise, they are trying to distance themselves, despite cool. I mean, it is the 25th anniversary. So that's wonderful, and the autographs and the photos and this and that. But you know, they do have a career outside of uh, any type of Star Trek Next Gen. Frakes is a hell of a director, and uh, you know, so I I understand that. But it's all the people who grew up with the Next Gen show and Bridge and everything else. I can't wait. I'm still trying to get in touch with Simon Pegg because oh. I, I I think he'd geek out all over this thing. <laughs> Uh, And any of the J.J. Abrams people, I'd I'd love to – a friend of mine actually knows someone at Bad Robot, so I'm trying to get in with them. Uh, You know, it's just little baby steps to conquer this and this and that. And then uh, once that's together, then we'll have the support of all these heavyweights, and then we'll have the support of the fans who are like, yeah, okay. But then when you have autographed things by these people that when they could donate money, they can actually – get this stuff right. um 
then it just it goes to a different level and then you know you have the incentives enough for them to want to donate which i totally understand it, in this economy my lord i couldn't just donate uh even 20 40 50 100 whatever bucks for this and that unless you got something in return that was really special but it's a piece of your childhood a piece of many people's childhood i mean uh we've interviewed people like that that have used the Kickstarter before and uh, we did a, a cult and special on that 25 fifth uh, anniversary uh, viewing that they did uh, and uh, there's no doubt about it that you can hear the excitement in people's voices as soon as they start talking about it because um, they always say don't they you know you never get rid of the child in your life and if you do you're a fool but you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we still haven't uh, been able to get rid of Dave's child yet keeps hanging around <laughs> yeah. us yeah. I, I was there's a company I was dealing with that I thought they were very they were very uh, oh Star Trek oh that's okay the co-owner of the company sent me a picture of himself secretly uh, taken about two years ago and this guy's in his uh, at least late fifties if not early sixties and he's wearing a Starfleet uniform <laughs> <laughs> and he said don't show this to anyone I said okay I won't you know and so he's a He's a closet Trekkie, which uh, was pretty neat. But no, it's uh, that's amazing to me. It truly is, and it does reach out. And we do want – we're doing – you know, it's made by fans for fans, and we really want to keep to our guns on that because uh, if we lose sight of that, we become a conglomerate and we become, you know – like what we're fighting against where, okay, if we don't, yes, we've got to keep the doors open. Yes. We have to pay the electricity bill. Yes. You know, whatever, whatever. But, uh, I think if we're doing this for the right reasons and we don't get greedy or stupid, mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll be able to sustain ourselves. Right. Um, but to answer your question about the time limit yeah. thing, uh, this company that I mentioned did it. And they built it from scratch, and ours just needs some slight repair and some assembly not... required. <laughs> That's exactly. what we always say. <laughs> well, that and you know we're also creating something that's never been done before. We're making this actually interactive, like real interactive, and they've never done a display, to my knowledge, anywhere like that. That was certainly to this scale, to this level, right. and. It can be done. The technology's out there. It's, it goes as far back as the 80s with the old Laserdisc games like Dragon's Lair. And, uh, you know, the, there were some other real big flops. But Dragon's Lair is the biggest example of one thing leads to another and it's pre-filmed and it's pre-done. And as far as the video game aspect, we would kill to have all these great Star Trek actors portraying variations of characters they played or whatever suddenly they're you know like uh dorn as uh his great grandfather in a klingon ship attacking you you know and you you have to make the decision whether you're going to put up shields and then he take that as a so-and-so or or uh, you know it, it could the, it's limitless Right. It's absolutely. I mean, I, I can see somebody like Craig Ferguson saying, uh, you know, can I come and do a little, you know, he does his little prequels and that. Get on and come and do a little scene on there. He'd love that. I'll get the big, uh, the, some of the cast of the Big Bang Theory get interested in it. I mean, they've had a time machine, for heaven's sake, in one of their episodes. Right. I, you know, honestly, I can't really speak for specifics, but I've heard that Craig Ferguson's people are interested in having me and some of the 
the, the set pieces on his show. Excellent. Do it. Uh, do it. If you get well, the offer, hey, do we it. Can, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they'd have to, you know, lock the door on me to not <laughs> get me there. Uh, but uh, again, they've been waiting until – and we've – you know, our PR guys have been waiting until we had all of our stuff together. And we didn't until – we won't actually until next week. And I, I'm not sure when this is being played, but today's the 19th. So uh, by, you know, uh, the 23rd or 24th of September is when we'll have our Kickstarter, our Indiegogo, our brand-new website, our uh, – and a lot of – neat props because entertainment earth is giving us a thousand dollars worth of toys and props and my god i couldn't believe it it they're uh they've been so so generous and i who doesn't have i mean what bona fide fan doesn't have something that entertainment earth made or distributed through diamond select uh their props they're you know and i'm not trying to do this as some big commercial i'm just amazed that they said yes because uh, I've got at least three of their ships <laughs> and a few of their phasers, and I've got their tricorder, and I've got uh, uh, their uh, communicator, and yeah, so they're. Well, I've got I've got the Enterprise sitting next to a small Dalek on one of my shelves. <laughs> that's that's another matter. Uh, before we 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 talk sure. about how people can get involved and help, I'm sure Mike will probably have a question or two to throw your way, and and then Ian will. Uh, Ask you a little bit more about how people can get involved. Sure. Mike? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking of different props. And I remember a couple of months ago, I, act- I actually found a tricorder, TNG tricorder, and it's original packaging at a yard sale for like a dollar. Wow. So the like, old Playmates, right? Yeah. Playmates. Yeah. It was Playmate. Yeah. Wow. And it's original like, packaging. That's mine. And it's original packaging, unopened. I was like, that's mine. It's only a dollar. It's mine. Okay. Wow. I, offi- I officially hate you now. All right. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> now you you mentioned earlier that you ha- you have about ninety percent of the set. What do you what what is there that that you don't have for the set? Because I'm looking we... at the pictures and you have like, I see you know the tactical station, the different chairs and such. I'll tell you, um, there are five consoles in the back, five computer consoles in the back. We have three of those, and they're basically just metal frames, and then you stick in the. Uh, plexiglass or glass plates in there and then there are monitors behind those and they're the computer. So I have all of the computer pan. I've got all of the panels. I've got all of the things you stick on there but we're missing two of the computer wire, you know, metal frames. We're missing the doors. We're missing all the doors. We're missing some of the walls and we're missing all of the floor, but the floor we would have to redo anyway because the, I, you know, um, again, tooting my own horn, it sounds like name dropping, but I was thrilled to talk to Herman Zimmerman last night, and he told me that he said, "Well, are you going to be doing it?" as it was done on the display, because I was not happy with that set. He says most of it was okay, but they lowered the ramp. You know, it looked better mm-hmm. with the ramp on the level that I originally drew it and that it was originally. I said, we're, you know, we're totally wanting to make this as you made it. You know, this is thousand percent. We'll, we'll make it is as good because there were budgetary constraints and all this stuff. I said, well, you know, the if we get the money that we think we're going to get and we get the donations we think we're going to get, we'll do it a thousand percent as 
well as we can do it. And so he was, after I said that, he said, you know, how can I help? So, you know, um, the one thing that the wharf's station, the actual horseshoe, the wooden horseshoe, which is actually fiberglass and painted, the wooden part of it that goes behind the captain's chair that has the art on it, you may remember. Right. Um, it wasn't as high as it should have been. And thankfully, that was one of the pieces that was damaged. So we're going to have to build that part from scratch. So the, the wooden part of it and the middle part of it is fine. It's just the part that goes behind the captain's chair is was damaged. So we're going to have to build it larger than it was anyway. We'll, we'll raise the, the height of the flooring that Worf stood on. So it'll be the actual same size. And other than that, everything else is there. The screen, we've got the the uh, frame around the screen. But the actual screen was ripped and thrown out, you know, like five, six years ago, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's the heavy, heavy pieces and the things that would just be un. Uh, uncreatable and the reason that nobody builds a next gen bridge is because of that ceiling that ceiling is massive and huge and heavy and fiberglass and expensive and you know that centerpiece in the middle the the big round circle in the middle that showed the stars and all that uh each side of that circle weighs 250 pounds and cost twenty five grand to make just each half of that. Wow. That tells you how much oh. this thing cost. It was at least six hundred grand back in ninety eight, right. and that's without touch screen computers. That's without the electronic element that we're adding. So the I think the TV show one cost about a million. I think that's what uh, somebody told me. I think Larry Nemechek told me that. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, the bulk of it here and here meaning uh part of it's in part of it's in my house and in a garage uh the <laughs> chairs those chairs are precious i wouldn't trust those in any warehouse and uh part of it's in in cl- uh uh it's with rusty rusty uh who's doing our captain's chair it's colorado mm-hmm. and part of it's in long beach and so we're you know, until we get the money to do this right, we're just nickel and diming it, but still getting it done right. Not uh, not to to a level of making it look like garbage. We're, you know, everything we're doing, we're doing a lot of integrity. Right. Well, I, I suppose it was, I guess, a blessing that the the one the set that you found was actually fiberglass rather than wood, that it was able to basically stand up to the elements a little better. I mean, I don't know an awful lot about construction, but I'm guessing that. Um, with a lot of the fiberglass pieces, it's a matter of resurfacing them rather than, you know, stripping the shell, stripping the frame down to nothing and then rebuilding on top of that. That's the whole thing. If this had been the original TV show set, number one, it would have been destroyed. Right. Uh, it, the weather and the elements would have killed it. And number two, you couldn't do what we're doing with it because it would be behind glass in the Smithsonian. Right. And this set was literally made to to withstand traveling and moving and taking to have people hands on touch it and feel it and play with it and you know that, that's uh, that truly is a blessing to us to do with what 
we want to do with this, which is uh, not to sound Pollyanna time, but can you imagine the, the thousands of people that could interact with this thing and get, get joy from it? And uh, just on every level, adults, kids, any age, uh, and for any reason, for because if we're doing the video game thing and the uh, educational thing, and just you know, once we get it there, we'll have movie nights on the bridge, we'll have parties on the bridge, we'll have uh, just display and picture taking and meetings. We'll have. Uh, I'd love to do weddings, but that's something that I I'm not supposed to really promote or talk about because of the legalities of it. Uh, but we're trying to work that out. I would, but I. I'd adore having having that because uh, there are a lot of people who have asked me, can can they do that? And I said, if we're up to me, just flat out, of course, you know. Right. Uh, but we've got to clear it with CBS. We had to clear it with our lawyers uh, who are handling the our new Starship Foundation because it's you know it's it's a museum. I mean, we're right. our our thing is a traveling museum because we're going to be taking this to conventions in all around the U.S. once, at least for the first year after we've got it together. One of the interesting things, and I mean, I don't know if it's entirely possible, but, um, and I don't know if this is the uh, uh, the same company who built the uh, uh, the original series Bridge, but um, NASA, uh, the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex had uh, an Enterprise Bridge, uh, original series Bridge, uh, there for a while, and I actually ended up extending it. They did, they did a summer of sci-fi last year. That um, was yeah, that's the one that this company right. made. Because there's was, only one official one. I right. think that's it. And that was it was great, except for the fact that um, they didn't have seats at the uh, technical station, and uh, uh, which we ended up just kneeling there and having our pictures taken anyway. So it, it looked fine. But, I'll uh, tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, they were stolen. Oh, because huh? initially they had had – the first time it was presented was in Long Beach about four years ago, three years ago, and it was gorgeous. Uh, Shatner came on the bridge, sat in the chair. Did, they did a whole big press thing. I saw it then, and it was just uh, drool-worthy. You, know, you wanted to just fall asleep and melt, um, and then it, it toured. It traveled, and things started disappearing. Uh People who'd put it back together didn't put it back together correctly. Someone told me they saw it in, I don't know where, some somewhere in the Midwest, and it was. They said, "Oh, this panel was should have been there, and this was put there." And I'm not even an expert, and I knew that. Right. And I said, "Well, you know, someone screwed up. So they didn't have, they didn't pay someone, they didn't pay Mike Okuda to." And Denise to come out there and supervise it, right. and so you know someone loused it up. <laughs> but initially, originally, Mike Okuda and and Zimmerman supervised the thing and made sure that it was perfect. Right. I think it's actually uh, residing in uh, Orlando at the moment. Uh, there's a, a, a the, the company who's got control of it at the moment. There's a I guess. This found a, a building to, to, to present it in, um, and there's that, and, a, and I think they've got a CSI one next door, which has got stuff from from that show. I wonder um, if it's permanent. I, I I wonder if they finally found it. Well, I think it's I think it's semi permanent. It's there for the moment uh, for an extended engagement. But uh, yeah, it was it was great to see it at uh, the 
Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex. So it would be great if you guys ended up doing something like that, especially near me. <laughs> well, like we said in in the – like I said in the, that video, yeah, the video. I, I try to word it as legitimately and, and properly as possible and not promise a bunch of crap, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, because, yes, we, we really, really – Make a wish and Habitat are very, very close to a lot of our hearts, and as is the notion of making this educational. As is the, if we get enough money, we, oh man, we would adore making a transporter room, and a, a ready room, and a ready meeting, room, yeah, absolutely, uh, and the captain's quarters and the, the meeting room. That's, get that fish tank. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know as. We, I have from that guy I mentioned that used to throw out things from Paramount. I've got blueprints to City on the Edge of Forever, uh, oh. the actual uh, Guardian of Forever. Yeah, uh, I've got that thing that they had on tour for a while. Apparently, yeah. the donut, uh, the, the blueprints. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the blueprints for it. A lot of geeks would, would adore, including me, uh, to to walk through that. But I've also got some blueprints for a transporter room and i've got some for the uh i even have some for the medical uh bay right and and i've also got expansive diagrams of how to build an original series bridge as well as the lifts and everything else but you know uh one step at a time (laughs) it is i it's it's overwhelming as what we have is overwhelming but we're certainly not closed off, and I heard from the the Farragut people. I right. think it's called the. I don't know if that's the same as New Voyages. I think that's something different because there's one in there's a original series bridge in in uh, New York somewhere upstate New York, and there's one in Michigan. I think it is, and the one in Michigan is the one that if I'm I may be mistaken if it's Michigan, but that one's. Farragut is the one that contacted us, and they would love to do something that presents their bridge. And I haven't seen their bridge, honestly, but I know they did some fan films in it. Right. Um, so, you know, there no, there's no point to reinvent the wheel if something's already there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I mean, but, it, it, we can all get really excited with you and carry on talking about many more hours, but I think uh, you're getting ready to do a big launch where people can actually – uh, you know, make a difference by, uh, you know, donating it. Now, right. do you want to um, give it, there, there are two places where people can can come forward to you. I mean, do you want to give us some information about that so that uh, those people listening who've hopefully enjoyed all that you've recounted up to now can think, I want to be part of this, and they can be by going to one of these two places. Yeah. I mean, one of the things before you get started was that um, you were saying earlier um, that um, you know, people can come along and be, and be involved. But, I mean, through Indiegogo, which is where you first started, you can get involved right away. And not for for nothing, you you get something to go along with it. So we'll start off with the Indiegogo and then we'll st- speak about uh, the Star Trek next phase, as you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started out on Indiegogo, and we thought that was going to be the way to go, 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 go. But it 
turned out that they would only allow about 12 items for us to list. And that's, you know, nothing, man, because of all the people and all the companies that are Abrams Books is giving us the new Star Trek uh, 365 book. That's this next gen specific thing that we're going to get signed by some of the actors. And uh, as I mentioned, Entertainment Earth's giving us a ton of stuff and IDW and also the writer of the uh, the two writers, the, the brothers who wrote the the crossover of Doctor Who and, and Next Gen. Right. Uh, and the name's totally escaping me right now. But they got in contact with me saying, hey, uh, I love what you're doing. Is, is there any way, you know, do you want some of uh, our booty of this and that? And I said, are you kidding? Of course, you know. Uh, so he's giving us some comics, signed comics, uh, and IDW is giving us some other stuff and Star Trek related and Doctor Who related, I think, as well. And uh, also that writer is the same guy who also did the Star Trek, uh, what is it, Vault? Star Trek Vault book, which is a hell of a book. I don't know if you've seen that. It has all sorts of goodies and toys in it when you open it up. Um, so, yes, we're on Indiegogo, and we've got some stuff, and we're going to be, and by the time you hear this, uh, it probably is already up, on uh, Kickstarter as well, where we have a lot more stuff, including props and uh, toys and sign things and any basically anything that people are giving us we're putting up there because we're just so grateful uh we're also going to be doing some we've got captain kirk's chair still available that was a limited edition of 1701 that entertainment earth did that is long out of print and we at first we tried to get that signed by bill shatner but we couldn't swing that (laughs) Um, and that talks, you know, you push the button and it lights up and talks and we've got some pieces from the Vegas bridge. We've got some wall sections that have the L cars still on them and the red alert panel and they'll all be, uh, uh, individually, uh, set. So they light up with an LCD in the back. And I think we're trying to get a couple of those signed by the Star Trek actors, which would be really cool. Let me, let me uh, just quickly sorry. Uh, go through the list of, of, of how people can get involved and, and then what they get for that. Um, and I mean, T-shirts. Can, yeah. Tons of T-shirts. You can start off at the, at the $5 level, which is a cadet. You get a, download, a downloadable certificate of membership and status uh, and ID card uh, with your name and rank, and the website, and everything like that. So basically it's your certificate that says you helped, you got involved, and you helped um, Houston and his group. To get this underway, uh, as as Houston just mentioned, T-shirts. Uh, there's the I Save the Bridge T-shirt. Uh, there's the uh, Bridge Blueprint T-shirt. Gee, I almost got that out. <laughs> and the the Make It So T-shirt. There was another one too with uh, I think it was the, the Blueprint. One. It's Save the Bridge and I Save the Bridge. Right. Yeah, the I, I want to tell you too. There's a one that says. Uh, Captain, I saved the bridge on the front, and one of uh, the fans of the site said, "Shut up, Wesley." On the <laughs> and I said, "That's genius." I said, "I'm going to steal that. That's perfect." And he go. said, "Feel free." And so, it's on the front. It's going to say, "Captain, I saved the bridge," and on the back, it's going to be, "Shut, Shut up, up, Wesley." Wesley. <laughs> 
So yeah, there's plenty of t-shirts there, which, I mean, you can just basically show off that you were Make part of so. this and, and that you had a, a part in this. Now, getting up there a little more, $100 uh, fan party on the bridge. Uh, $120. Now, this is a really, really cool one. Uh, you've got four isolinear chips. It's a replica set. Uh, plus, on top of that, there's another isolinear chip, which gets your name put on it, which becomes part of the finished product of this bridge, which I think is fantastic. Um, you know, you've heard of having a, a brick with your name on it on a wall and on a building somewhere. No, here you have a chance to be part of the bridge and have a nice linear chip with your name on it. That's real, and it will be in one of the computers on the bridge. We're, we're still not sure whether it's going to be Data's or uh, Con or Ops or whether it's going to be one of the ones on the side of the uh, – uh, where Worf's behind Worf's panel, where those four, the five computers are, there right. are some isolinear chips there. So yeah, that's and we'll be able to, you know, if you come visit the bridge, you can pull out the chip and see your name on it. There you go. I was going to ask you that. I'm like, I'm being prepared for people to go. I want to see my chip again. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, we'll try to do it in alphabetical order, so we'll know, so it won't be that confusing yeah, for it's us. Yeah, like A B C D. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and to be honest, there's already twelve of those claimed. So you know. There's definite interest in this. Um, at the $500 level, dinner and a movie on the bridge. And uh, $1,000, uh, an opening night gala ticket. I'd go into more de uh, detail, but if you go to the uh, Indiegogo website, uh, slash Enterprise Restore, you can see all the detail about all of these options. Uh, $3,000, romance for two on the bridge. No, Dave, I won't take you. Uh <laughs> $4,000, as uh, Houston just mentioned, uh, Kirk's full-size captain's chair with working sounds and lights and everything. Uh, annoy your wife. Sit it in the middle of the living room, and uh, and, and there you go. You're set. <laughs> There's only one of those available, though. One. And uh, That's out of my personal uh, collection. I, I had that in my house and wrapped up, and I said, you know, I'm going to go for broke here because this uh, – you know, this is this is bigger than I am, right. and uh, you know, so see what this man's putting on the line for you people. Come on, <laughs> he's no, putting his own captain's chair on the line. Come on, this man's invested. <laughs> and uh, lastly, at the four thousand dollar level, uh, the uh, science station Alcaris computer prop. So, which. I'm just reading as I go here. Uh, it's an exact replica of the one used in the TV series. It has been restored and placed in a wooden closure to sit on a table. Inside is a 27-inch HD monitor uh, with HDMI connections. You can watch TV, um, connect up your Blu-ray player, uh, or connect it to your computer. Uh, it's all, it's uh, the LCD bulbs that backlight the images uh, with red alert buttons, uh, which turns all, uh, all the images red. And uh, and shipping it, is included. Four thousand dollars and shipping is included. It truly is cool. I just wish I had the room for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But so yeah, that's what is going on here with 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 the Indiegogo site. Now, as you heard Houston just say before, there's many more things he wanted to add, but he couldn't add it here. So I'm going to pass it back over to you, Houston, to explain some of the things that are going to be available. And are probably available now because once I get this up, the Kickstarter campaign will be off and running. So take it away. Well, Kickstarter has a much wider audience, which 
again, we we didn't know this stuff. We we were you know babes in the woods here when this just exploded all over the internet because there are literally hundreds of websites about us, and I I still can't keep up. So uh, we we're gonna have all the same things or most of the same things that we have on the Indiegogo site, uh, not to you know uh, uh, wipe them out or anything, but just to you know have it available for people who saw this instead of that. Right. But also uh, there are these wonderful wall panels that. We'll also have LCD lights, and we've only got – I think we have 10 of them, and also the, the large – they're from the sidewalls, from the Vegas experience, and there's also this large red red alert glass panel that is also in its own box that lights up. Uh, once you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, and the, the best ones, there are only two of these. They're the ones with the two lights because the bottom one blinks and the – other one and we're trying to get a few of them signed by some of the trek actors i'll know early october whether we can or not because it's one of those collector's shows (laughs) (laughs) um oh gosh you know a lot of people some of which i can mention like rondy moore and uh zimmerman henry zimmerman who herman sorry henry herman zimmerman who created the this bridge he actually designed this bridge as well as a lot of the movies and deep space nine set up and near damn near everything from next gen on of that that era of roddenberry tv shows he created up to enterprise and he's offered his time so i I think i'm gonna beg him to sign some stuff and do some stuff and the other people you know we're in talks with people but we're still, even though it's been a month since I opened this, it's still rather new just because of the massive number of people involved with Star Trek to get them all on board is is not easy. But we've only gotten one no so far, and I can't say who it is only because I <laughs> may be able to get her to say yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to embarrass her people, but uh, no everybody else has said, yeah, they're totally cool with it and on board. And I, I figure, why the hell not? Because this is so amazing, and there's so many wonderful things that can be done with this. Um, I, and the home base for all of this is www.newstarship.com because any fundraising, any uh, new props, any things we're doing will either be on that or our Facebook page, which is Enterprise Restoration. Uh, or, you know, we also have a Twitter, uh, and it's, I think for Twitter, it's called Star Trek Restore. Gosh, I, you know, if you, our home page of newstarship.com will take you, uh, and relieve my ignorance and stupidity, uh, <laughs> for what I don't know, but that, that will keep everyone abreast of what's, what's constantly going on, but the Facebook especially, because that's where we all started on. And if people are on Twitter, they should follow you at the New Starship as well on Twitter. Yeah, I believe it's the New Starship, T-H-E. Yeah, the New Starship, yeah. Yeah. Or as Americans say, the New Starship, yes. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) But I do know that I can tell you those, the IDW people are giving us uh, some really fun stuff, and as well as the two writers from, who created that, that really great crossover of Doctor Who and and, yeah, the, the writers are Scott and David Tipton. Tipton I've been reading, yes. I've been reading that crossover. I think Volume 4 is the latest one out, and it's really good so far. 
and th- that's awesome something guy. else. Easy, we're talking about different things to do here, uh, different events here. Wouldn't it be cool to have you know, Matt Smith and the uh, Matt Smith, Arthur Darville, Karen Gillan, and the crew of TNG have them meet up there on the bridge? Like, I know, I know, I would that love crossover that. Crossover to life. <laughs> I know. We're, we're gonna. Are actually one of the conventions we're doing is Gallifrey One in February in Los Angeles Marriott by the airport LAX Marriott. And I can't remember the exact dates, but we're going to be bringing our. I've never heard of chairs. it. Have you, Dave? <laughs> oh, don't get started on that. We're desperate yeah. to go. <laughs> Gallifrey One. I've been going off and on for at least ten years, and. I I talked to them and they said, well, you know, there's also a Star Trek convention going on that that uh, week, you know, uh, or that day even. Why, you know, why us? And so I said, well, because we we would have already hit three of the Star Trek conventions, and this is special. This is Doctor Who's fiftieth, for God's sake, you know. Uh, this is something really e- extreme and brilliant, and especially since they had that cover. <laughs> <laughs> that wonderful cover of uh, you know the Doctor and Rory and Amy standing on the on that set. So we'll yeah. have by that point we'll actually have worse station finish. So they can actually act out that thing. We'll have a backdrop, and uh, again the uh, the movie TARDIS will be there as well. Um, I think in the same room, and it's it's just gonna be fun. That, yeah, that's the fifteenth to the seventeenth of February. Yeah. Yes, yes. And the other thing you get about with 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 uh, Gallifrey One is. And not that you don't get it with a Star Trek convention, but there's quite a few Star Trek conventions within the U.S. And what you get with Gallifrey is uh, really an international uh, cross-section of people. You get people coming from the U.K., New Zealand, Australia, uh, just basically just about everywhere. It's one of – it's like the mecca of, of uh, Doctor Who conventions. So It's amazing to me. I, yeah. I wouldn't – I didn't think that was the case until somebody had visited the – because I would think the U.K. would be the U.K. convention because that's where – Tom Baker goes because he doesn't travel by air anymore. And I say, no, that's where all the, and they said, no, you know, I've been to the UK one and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not that much better than, you know, the Gallifrey one. Right. If, if it's better, you know? Yeah. And I, I think probably because, you know, LAX too, you know, um, is a major hub too, and it helps people, you know, if you're going to go, you're going to go somewhere and, you know, it, uh, yeah. So I think it's a, a, a dang good choice going there. And I think it also hits all the fan bases. Uh, right. uh, you know, it's why be so specific that you've only got to hit? Because people are going to get sick of it if you're only hitting the Star Trek events, right. conventions. Uh, you know, it's just it's wider than that. The whole the whole scope is wider than that. I think. Right. And uh, and also um, Gallifrey One is is known for having more than just Star Trek there. I mean, more than just Doctor Who there. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they they definitely have. Um, uh, I mean, they have their core Doctor Who guests there, but then they also expand out to other fandoms too. So yeah, oh, you get yeah. a good cross section yeah. of, of of everybody. As as uh, my redneck friends would say, "Them's good people." Them's good people. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, do you have any more questions for Houston before we uh, let him get back to uh, rebuilding the bridge? Uh, well, I know Mike's got a pressure of time, but I, I just want to ask one question, and that is, um, I believe on some of these uh, sets, TV sets and whatever, where they're supposed to have, uh, you know, scientific names on on buttons and so on, they'd often often have joke, uh, joke names are, are uh, in jokes with the crew. Did you discover any of those on uh, when you were dis- when you were taking 
parts of the set away, you know, where it, where it was sort of, you know, it's supposed to say, uh, you know, walk back to this and it says press for coffee or something, you know. <laughs> I found, well, number one, if you look really closely on the Elkars panels, the, the backlit ones, they all had like uh, GR, uh, no, let's see, GN and then RD, R, ROD. Gene Roddenberry. They uh-huh. had uh, MK, OK, Michael Kuda. They had, you know, little things like that. Uh, the, the most interesting one was RD, WRF, Red Dwarf. Uh-huh. Because Gene Roddenberry was a huge fan of Red Dwarf, apparently. And there were other little hidden things like little anime references. Because somebody was uh-huh. a big fan of, of anime, I heard. Somebody told me that. I'd never heard that. Uh, but the most interesting ones are the little little red uh, stickers that are on the sides of the computer consoles, uh, like Data's console and uh, Wesley's or uh, – uh, well, yeah, it was, it was Wesley after second season anyway. Uh, but it, there were things like sit right back and you'll hear a tale of faithful ship, Gilead's <laughs> Island. Uh, there was uh, do not stand up uh, – severe tire damage you know this kind of stuff uh there were wacky little things like that and i someone told me you can find those in the back of the technical manual or one of the things that uh, mike and denise wrote i'm not sure which book it is but apparently those are all in there and i don't know if they just spelled it out to tell you the joke or if they tried to find some sort of relevance to <laughs> put those in there but uh they're cool they're, they're i i've yet to get a complete set of those i i once we get more into this i'd love to see that stuff uh, but i those are on the ones i have uh but there are more i think they're about maybe 10 or 15 in all of the little in jokes Okay, well, we've taken a lot of your time up. I mean, uh, just before the recording started, we found out that you're a big Doctor Who fan as well. So um, we, we may call upon you if 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 you're t- well, probably you're going to be tied up for a year. But <laughs> maybe the maybe after you come back from uh, Gallifrey, uh, we we might be able to prevail upon you and uh, get you to give us a, another little interview if you'd be so kind. No, no. <laughs> Didn't think you'd like that. Of course, that, no. of course. No, that's fun. <laughs> And all of my, you know, I mean, Brian Wiga and, um, uh, well, Brian Wiga, who's helping directly with our thing, did all the little flat flash buttons and all the electronics for the uh, movie TARDIS. Right. I um, didn't, didn't know if you knew that. This is a picture of no, him. I'll tell you what, by the way, if you want to save some money on making all those computer things, you want to buy about uh, 100 uh, Raspberry Pis, the little British computers for $25 a piece. Uh, they've got, um, uh, you know, ports on them for, you know, actual real world switching on lights and so on. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them, but go to raspberrypi.org. Uh, you can buy them. And then they, they, they actually have, um, I can't remember the technical term, but they have the actual real world things. So they can actually drive uh, fans and switch motors and, and do things. So if you want to put things under the display, that are not connected to a main computer, check out at raspberrypi.org. That's really interesting. Yeah, the one thing we're still trying to figure out is how to make all of these work in unison so that when you're on the captain's chair, you can push, you know, go to red alert, and the entire room will go to red alert. We, we know that it's possible, 
but we just don't know how yet. And I, I certainly don't know how, but the geniuses know that it is possible, but know how. Uh, uh, well, well, one man has actually put a hundred uh, Raspberry Pis together in a multi, uh, in a parallel thing. So, I mean, it is absolutely uh, possible. Check it out. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. These things are tiny. Basically, it'll fit in the it fits in the palm of your hand with room to spare. Hmm. I've got wow. one I use as um, you know media streamer. Really? Yeah. Yeah, these things are great. I was thinking I should get one for my father-in-law because he wants a computer, um, but he only wants to do is go on the internet. And so I'm like, he doesn't need you know uh, a $500 computer. He needs this little thing, and it could actually sit on his wall, and I could just give him a wireless keyboard and mouse, and he'd be off. Uh, you know, for just $25. You know, I, I, my day-to-day job, I'm a writer. I write screenplays and scripts, TV, all this jazz. And I, uh, I, I wasn't even aware of like Ars Technica and Engadget and Geek Weekly and all this stuff. But there were a lot of technical sites, a lot of electronic sites who followed us and did these great stories on us. Uh, and I've since found out about them, and it, a lot of it's way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a dummy, man. I see that stuff. It's like, you know, look at him. But yeah, uh, I've I've learned a lot from by following the sites who actually followed our story. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, just give one idea. One chap has, has connected um, a Raspberry Pi to one of these ebook readers using the ebook reader as a screen, a readout screen. So I mean, if he if he could do that with, um, I don't know the. Um, the the new color uh, one the pad you'd you'd be you'd be laughing but I, I've got a feeling that Mike might need to say his farewells he's uh, I know he's got a time pressure do you want to just say cheerio and then we'll wrap up the show Mike sure yeah it was really fun talking with you and learning about this I had heard about this a while ago from Ian and Dave and I looked into the site and uh, it looks it looks really cool. I mean, looking at the pictures of all the props uh, outside your house there, you, you mentioned how tall the, the ceiling parts were. They're as tall as your house, it looks like <laughs> in those pictures. Yeah, that was when they first dumped it off. I mean, literally, they just, the guys, the moving guys, just dumped it at my house and left it there. And that's when it took me a couple of weeks to figure it out. To uh, I it took a couple of, me and a couple of guys just trying to do the math of, uh, Okay, this goes here. This because it couldn't. We couldn't keep it outside. You know that would have been ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I uh, some of the huge pieces I had to tarp up for a while, and the other ones I moved into the garage and this that. And, uh, but yeah, those it's they're still great pictures. It's but thankfully it's it doesn't it's not like that anymore. Or <laughs> <laughs> we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bit. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll let you go, Mike. Uh, we know you've got a pressure of time. We won't keep uh, Houston too much longer, but um, thanks very much for coming on and joining us. Yeah. Hey, thank you, guys. It's been fun. All right. Um, yeah, and uh, as Dave said, we're, we're going to draw this to a close. Uh, remember to check out uh, the Facebook page. Uh, we'll have actually have links on our Colton page, so if you only know us, you can get there directly through the Colton Collective page. And uh, from there, you can go to... Uh, the Indiegogo site, and of course, like I said, it's not up right now, but I'm sure by the time I manage to get this edited and up online, the uh, Kickstarter campaign will be off and running. And uh, you can also uh, check out, did I say Indiegogo already? I probably did. 
Did I forget anything? <laughs> go, go again. Go, go again. Yeah, check out the Indiegogo site. Get a t-shirt at least. You know, $5 gets you, gets you a certificate of membership and, and an ID card. So what are you waiting for? You know, it, this is one 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 wonderful thing I like about these these Kickstarter campaigns and, and Indiegogo is uh, for just a small amount you can get involved in things and it doesn't have to be what well, we need you to just give us some money uh, you get something in return and and basically proof that you that you you know um, helped in the effort I mean because a lot of people I'm sure would love to come over and uh, bring their you know belt sander over and uh, and uh, welding torch and stuff and, and give you hand putting together. But it's not feasible. So this is how you get involved. You know, go to Indiegogo. Uh, Enterprise Restore is the, uh, the the page on there, and uh, I'm sure the link on uh, Kickstarter will be similar. And that's yeah, where we'll be going. Facebook too. I was going to say contact us on Facebook. Yes. That's we check that at least a few times a day. And if there are any questions or you feel that you can help, if you're nearby. Uh, we're definitely going to need help in this thing. We yes. want it, we need it, and we appreciate it. So, not just financial. I mean, literally hands-on help. Or even if you're nearby some convention that we can't get to, that you want to print out a poster on your computer and stick it on a wall or something. Whatever. We're just we're we're highly grateful to any help anyone wants to be on this anywhere yes. in the world. Yep. So make sure you yes. check. Them. Yeah, the the <laughs> needs of the many outweigh. The needs of the one. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, um, as Dave said, we'll, we'll definitely be in contact with Houston again in the very near future to see how things are going and get some status updates. And uh, so, yeah, thank you again for joining us. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate all the time you've given us. And we wish you all the best with uh, this. And um, Dave and I have been eyeing up a few things on the, the Indiegogo site, and I'm sure we'll be checking out the Kickstarter campaign as soon as that's up, too. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, look for our names on the donations. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be in there yeah. somewhere. There's only one more thing to say. Live long and prosper. There you go. <laughs> Me too. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, that wraps it up for our show. So, until then, it's uh, goodbye from Mr. Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, and I'll say it for Mike, too. Goodbye, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.